This is the Humans of Gaming Podcast, an open and honest conversation about games, life, and belief. Welcome to Humans of Gaming. I'm Drew Dixon. I am the chief content nerd at Love Thy Nerd and the co-host of this here podcast that you're that you have in your earbuds, earballs right now. Uh, <laughs> join with me, chuckling, is uh, Chris Gwaltney. I meant to say hey, earballs initially and then I said ear- earbuds and I was like, dang it, I messed it up. Balls. Yeah. I think we need to move on. I'm Chris, the chief executive nerd for Love Thy Nerd, and also the other host of this here podcast. Indeed, indeed. How's your uh, holidays going so far? We're just kind of getting started, I guess, but yeah, it's holiday season. It was, uh, I mean, we got, yeah, we got back from PAX Unplugged, and then it was just like off to the races, you know? Cause like that was super busy and we're still really busy, like recuperating from that and getting all of our stuff together. And then you got all the end of the year financials yeah. things. And, and we made the foolish decision of yeah. like planning another PAX trip, like a month later. It's going to be fine. I mean, I think it was probably par for the course, but it doesn't make life. <laughs> doesn't make life easy. Still does, that doesn't mean yeah. it's not foolish. So we have a very special guest as we almost always do on this podcast. And that is Jay Tholen. Hey, Jay. Hey. Hey. <laughs> what up? And uh, so, Jay, you are many things. You're a musician. You've put out some albums. I remember first kind of getting to know you through some of your chiptune music. And then now you've, you're you a video game designer. You made Dropsy. Uh, and now you're working on Hypnospace Hypno Outlaw, right? Did I say it right? Yes. Hypnospace. Way to go. People say it wrong a lot. Yeah. Though, I remember so. when it first came out, I always wanted to call it Hyperspace Outlaw. Maybe because of... How do they say it wrong? If you search on Twitter, I think Hyperspace Cowboy. I think multiple people have called it that. <laughs> I feel like I've seen that I mean, slight, I should probably make that game and make t- another game after this called Hyperspace Cowboy. Yeah, that Cowboy. could be the sequel. So, um, yeah. Tell us about Hypnospace Outlaw. Now that we're talking about it, give us like the quick pitch. Okay, well, um, I'm real bad at quick pitching this game. Um, it's, but... I will say like, there's, before you get started, like there, I've never played anything quite like this. It, I got to play the IGF build, the Independent Games Festival build recently, and then you just sent us kind of a newer build that I messed around with a little bit as well. Um, but it is so unique, like... I just found myself giggling constantly as I played it. So anyway, and that's a big deal if you're saying that because you've played some weird stuff. Yeah, this is this is this is super. Like I love the look and feel of it, which is a huge part of the game. I feel like. Well, I will try to describe it real quick for everyone. Um, so I would say, Hypnospace Outlaw is a internet and operating system simulator. More internet. And you play as a moderator of this internet of the past. Um, And it's sort of an alternate history 
thing where some technology was developed to allow you to use the web while you're sleeping and um, the advertisements and commercials and stuff for this fictional service show people like flying through neon tubes and like going on circuit boards, you know, and like, you know, it looks really, um, I don't know if you remember any of these old like 90s internet ads, but yeah, you know, people would get sucked in their computer screens and their 3D avatars would be flying around. But then when you actually got on there, it was just like, you know, rotating skull gifts and (laughs) marquee text and all that, Uh you know, so... So the the what what the the consumer expected to do when they got hooked up and jacked into the internet and what they actually did was like quite different. <laughs> but um but yeah, that's what you do. You moderate this sort of I guess late 90s looking internet service and um the moderation that you do is pretty small fry stuff uh like uh we keep it pretty grounded, I think, even though it's such a a bit of a ridiculous premise. Like you're making sure, so you're essentially like making sure that people aren't bullying other people on the chat rooms or whatever, or on their web pages. You're making sure that like copyright, like nobody's using copyrighted material or either that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, there's five like laws, I guess, is how they. They'd say that to make you feel like you're doing something important, but um, five like one is copyright infringement, and so if someone complains that their content is being used and they don't want it, then you can go and you have a little gavel tool, and you click on the element on the page, and the little uh, your cursor will gavel it, and then uh, the screen will shake, of course, and then uh, it'll check if it was indeed a violation, and if it was, then that that element of their page will uh, turn into like a little red X and it'll say this has been removed because it was in violation or whatever. And then uh, as you play, people react to like the things you remove um, and you can decide to be there. There's some choice uh, in the game. Um, it's more or less linear, but we have some flavor uh, flavor things that change depending on how hard you are on people. And if you decide to flag their account, like, yeah, to get them in trouble or not. Right, so. yeah. And uh, one of the things that I love about it, like I, like I remember having, like I remember my mom got Prodigy for a while. Do you remember that? Yeah, uh, and Prodigy, uh, it depends on, my memory of it would be would depend on what year you got it, I guess, because I just remember the late 90s version, which right. is just basically an AOL competitor right, at yeah, that yeah. point. Yeah, it, we got it. I feel like it was even earlier, but... But I do remember like early AOL and all that stuff. So when you play this, like you'll immediately have that feeling. Like back then it felt groundbreaking, but you're right. Like it wasn't nearly, it didn't nearly live up to the promises that it claimed. And you, you, <laughs> you feel that constantly with this game, which is really fun. Um, it definitely captures that vibe. And like, you know, remember going to like different people's like personal web pages and stuff. You'd get there and there'd be this like, music would immediately start playing and uh oh gosh <laughs> that was the worst yeah that's all over this game like i think there might be a circle there might be a circle of hell for people that had music autoplay when you went to their myspace page oh yeah and i was one of those for sure and because hypnospace is is a video game music autoplays pretty much at every single page though 
we've structured it in a way where like if multiple we've put the same songs we have like each zone so there's like a zone for like i don't know country folk uh or or older people and there's a zone for teenagers and a zone for nerds and you know that kind of there's there's a whole range of these zones and uh we've made like a default song for each zone so a good third of the pages will have that song so if you so it won't restart each time you visit a page so we've tried to keep it so like only interesting songs or unique songs will (laughs) restart or whatever like when you visit a page and otherwise there's kind of like this default song that goes through a bunch of the pages because we found that like each time you hit the back button it was getting real annoying to just have Here's the intro of like a hundred songs, but I mean that still I mean, is a be thing. Par, par for the course for '90s yeah. internet. And there's a music player, and you can make a playlist of songs you downloaded in the game. Oh, too, I didn't so. know you could do that. That's great. Yeah, if you click library, th- then there's a list of all the songs that you've or that you've downloaded. Did you guys ever? Uh, do you remember Net Zero? Yeah, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. free internet so, with the ad banner, right? Yeah. Right, so maybe is there an option to play your game if I just have a banner over like half the screen the whole time? Just play it for free. Oh my <laughs> goodness! You just oh, invented just... a new like game oh. monetization model. I gotta, I gotta talk to our publisher about that. <laughs> this is a pretty darn Do it, good man. idea. Just cover up three fourths of the screen with an ad. Is and... uh, is Devolver yeah. your pub- who's your publisher? Nah, not um. My publisher is No More Robots. Okay. Um, Mike Rose uh, is the main guy behind that. Okay. And they published Descenders, which is a mountain biking game. Yeah. Really cool game. Yeah, I like that game. And they published Not Tonight, which is a game about Brexit, and you're a bouncer in uh, in an alternate reality Brexit. Oh, interesting. Like England, <laughs> post-apocalyptic England thing. <laughs> nice. Sounds like they would they would be down with that then if those are the kind of games they're putting out. <laughs> yeah, Mike. I, actually, at Gamescom is when I showed Mike uh, the game, and he was super into it when he first saw it. And it was barely a game at that point, so I knew I knew I had fooled him. And, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nice. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Well, uh, I've been really digging it. Like I, uh, I think it's one of the most. Um, memorable like aesthetic experiences i've had playing a video game um because it's so um yeah it's just it captures that era of the internet so well that feels that wasn't that long ago you know like it really wasn't that long Mm -hmm. ago but it feels in internet terms it feels ancient you know what i mean oh yeah um yeah it does yeah and i discovered today as just before we got on i discovered the christian page area (laughs) on hypno's face and uh oh you found the uh <laughs> oh yeah the lighthouse minute lookout ministries yeah lookout ministries yeah. yep uh, and it's complete with like a plan of salvation and uh praise the there's lord there's this great section on that web web page that's like um about these toys that are corrupting children and like making them worship satan <laughs> do you guys yeah the squishers which is our sort of take on i guess it's a little pokemon a little bit garbage pail kids yeah a little bit ghostbusters too like kind of put into one ip but it's it's pretty much like a fake pokemon 
And, you know, there's a there's a couple of videos floating around of like, I guess, Pentecostal or something, pastor guys who are like talking about the symbolism in Pokemon and like the swirl on the Poliwhirl and how mm-hmm. Mewtwo has three fingers. But there's like a, a a bunch of videos, one in particular, though, and this guy goes into depth like analyzing the shapes of the different pokemon and how they're oh yeah they're related to the occult or whatever where where was so i was greatly inspired by that i can link you to it it's some uh video of just some pastor guy doing a big video series cautionary tale on pokemon and the different ways in which did hmm? you come across this like when you were younger or was this something you heard about later on uh this is something i think i it's been around maybe since uh 2010 or 2008 or something like that well there was another kind of resurgence of it when pokemon go came out because there was all this hysteria because churches were being made into pokestops without their consent or whatever and so all Mm -hmm. these you know People were freaking out that they were being party to the devil. Yeah. And there was kind of a resurgence of those videos. Yeah, I was surprised. I remember back then. Yeah, I was really surprised that some of that stuff came back up because, like, I didn't really grow up going to church and stuff that much. Or, like, we went some, but it wasn't, like, I didn't go to, like, super conservative churches. Now, when I was in high school, I went to a really conservative Baptist church. And I remember we had a prophecy conference at this prophecy conference like i was new to all this stuff like just kind of became a christian and stuff and i went to this prophecy conference and they talked about pokemon and they talked about some other toys that were like demonic you know like they believed that they were they tied them into these various pagan deities and cited a bunch of verses from revelation and stuff and so i remember like going to that and going like what is going on like, I don't <laughs> understand this at all. Uh, and so, in a weird way, I was really happy that I found that same kind of thing in uh, Hypnospace <laughs> Outlaw. <laughs> yeah. it, it felt appropriate. Yeah, there, there's, like, this guy in particular, I think he's a good illustration of, uh, I guess, how we're trying to write most characters. Oh, no, my screens are going off. Uh, okay. Um, but he, he has like certain reasons why he, beyond just his theological beliefs, like why he's particularly like set against squishers and like, you'll be able to, as the game progresses, like find out more things maybe about his re his like personal life and stuff. Um, with the, with the, the, it, this is a hard I think because like I'm trying to write for a lot of different kinds of people and like viewpoints and stuff. And I don't want anyone to be like a one note, like, well, this is still supposed to be a real guy, a real person. And like no one who thinks this kind of stuff. I mean, he, they think they're, they're, they're helping people, you know, or, you know, most of the time, um, I think very few of these people are just doing some kind of cynical, thing where they don't actually believe it you know like i think most of the time they actually think they're like doing god's work or whatever by and warning people ringing the alarm or whatever and like so i'm trying to like like for all the characters 
because it started out where like, oh, haha, there's so much bad art online. And then there, you know, there's so much weird stuff and you don't know why what's wrong with this person or why it exists. And then after I started making a lot of this content, because it was super fun to make, like it's fun to do real, real bad 3D animations, which I wasn't hard for me because I was just learning. Um, and um, but then once my the, like the fake Internet was like kind of full of this and I've had some contributors doing bad animations, too. But um, once the Internet was full of this, it started to feel real cynical and like real like, well, I guess these are supposed to be real characters and like, mm, I feel a little bad because like, let's say that these were real, real people. And then like, what I'm basically saying is like, cause real, real art like this exists on the internet right now. So if someone who makes this stuff and is maybe real proud of it and maybe my bad art is even better than their their bad art or something you know <laughs> then uh -huh. like they would feel real bad like about seeing seeing themselves in my game and then me taking a big dump on them you know so <laughs> right. Right. trying yeah. to make it where like okay yeah it might be bad but there's something else to these people like you can find something interesting or valuable about these people you know in there you know maybe their art's not good but they got something interesting about themselves or mm -hmm. yeah so. yeah i think that's like a really thoughtful way to approach it because i think the alternate the otherwise it's it's lazy characters you know like it's just caricatures yeah but I think to make them more nuanced and three-dimensional and, and also like it creates empathy too for people, um, you know, because they, they can think through like, I mean, you started talking about this with, uh, what'd you call it? Scorchers? Squishers? Squishers, yeah. <laughs> Squishers, yeah. Like, with a Z um, at the end. Yeah. Like, I think that it's cool to create empathy in people about others that they don't understand or even don't like. Right. You know, because yeah. it grows us as people. So I think that's really cool and thoughtful for you to do that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I just think like, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, it just made me think of what you kind of tried to do with Dropsy in a lot of ways. Because in a lot of ways, Dropsy was a game about like, for lack of a better way to put it, about loving your neighbor and like yeah. loving even like, Dropsy's this character that loves everyone, even people who hate him, or you know, right. and and like think he's the devil essentially. <laughs> like, so uh, seems like maybe that's a is that a something that motivates all the work that you do in a way? Yeah, that might might be my thing. Maybe I guess because it might be a thing I. It's it might be also the thing that gets me the most mad too when I'm just like hanging out on the internet and like just people not understanding or maybe willfully even not understanding some people so they can justify hating them or yeah or, or yeah othering them I guess you could say yeah like I don't know uh and I guess it extra bugs me when fellow Christians are like do this kind of simplistic like Mm, like they have a simp simple view of a certain type of a person 
And then that means that before any communication could even happen with a person like that, there's already an idea of exactly who this kind of person is, which kind of denies, I think, God's like what he made them to be like what he what he was thinking when he made them like there's something that he was thinking when he made them like there's something valuable and important about them and like just immediately like before you even talk to them they're this kind of person and that's almost you judging that they are they are not they don't have hope or something you know i don't know so like with my characters like yeah it's all fiction and stuff but i feel like you gotta kind of treat them like as if they're real because there's always a chance someone like who knows like i could be writing a character and so many things about this character could line up with someone who is real and is playing my game and i don't want to make the mistake of like someone seeing themselves in there and then me me saying you you're so dumb uh, you're a funny dumb person <laughs> right <laughs> but there's yeah. some of that like in the game <laughs> I, oh yeah like i'm like it's it's it definitely pokes fun at stuff but like i'm trying to like m- make sure that these people have some redeeming yeah like i mean in real life people are legitimately bad at stuff so like right I was going to say, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler, but like early in the game, you're tasked with like checking out this one guy and because it's been reported that he might be harassing people. And then you go to his page and he's like totally ripping into this guy, like another kid at school, a high school kid ripping into another high school kid at school who's kind of a like a nerd or whatever and uh, making fun of his zits and like telling him he's worthless, basically. Um, so like that's, and the way it's done is tragic and, and also funny because you remember those things and the way, and this guy, and actually like the, it's funny because the way the guys do it, the way this high school kid is doing it is like demonstrates how much of a tool he is, you know, like, yeah. like he's actually <laughs> really the one art. Or yeah. yeah yeah like he's actually the one being made fun of in this in this instance uh but i guess you make an effort even with like this high school you know douchebag guy there there's some redeeming qualities about him that maybe i haven't gotten to yet i'm assuming yeah there in um in the build i sent you which is maybe the first time anyone's seen this you can get to the second day of um your job so so and um that's a different date uh, a couple weeks after the first date and it's not big mega spoilers to say that but like so that's how the game is structured it, it's going to be set over the course of four different periods of time four different dates and you'll be able to see how these characters sort of um you'll see changes in their pages and um how they change <laughs> and um and um y- you can impact it somewhat um and i'm not going to say to what degree because i want you to feel like you've impacted it a lot more than you have because that's the game trick that we have to do to right, keep it yeah. <laughs> possible <laughs> to make all this content right but uh yeah. yeah so so you'll be able to see zane zane is the the bully kid that he mentioned <laughs> 
You were able to see Zane. Of course it is. That is literally the perfect name yeah, for that character. I thought so too. I have loved what I've played so far. Like I said, there's there's nothing quite like it out there, I don't think. So I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Did you do all the music for it too? Because the music is like feels it feels like spot on of what you heard in that era and like how it was always worse, you know, in the early days of the internet, like, oh, like the music was always worse coming through your speakers than it should have been. So I'll say, I mean, the music is really um, well done, but I mean, the quality, like you, the filters and things that you put on it, I think are, are, yeah. are feel very like appropriate. Yeah. A lot of that is really just, I, I downloaded an old 1999 MP3 codec and I like, ran a lot of the samples through that and then at a very low bit rate so it just sounds real bad and real like crusty old mp3 old streaming audio maybe sounding but um uh to answer the music question i've done probably about 40 percent of the music um we have this guy hot dad is his artist name he has been he plays a character named Chowder Man in this game who is kind of a washed up rock star who does jingles and he did the Squishers song his character but in real life Hot Dad did it but uh because so this guy I, I liked his music he made a song called Taco Bell Christmas a couple years ago yeah and I, I just thought it was really good and funny and so I was like, I asked him if he wants to do jingles for the game. And then I realized after he did about four jingles for different companies that, okay, well, now we have a problem because there's this one guy's voice singing four very different companies jingles. And now I have to figure out how to justify this in the story. Like I, that, I mean, I know I didn't need to do that, but I felt like I had to. So I made him be like, this guy who it just became a fad to like almost in an ironic way for companies to like employ him for their jingles um because he's just he's kind of um an icon in this world and he's just people kind of make fun of him in a way like he's kind of like a an now uncool he's past his prime type of guy and so um so he's in there and he's trying to do a comeback uh yeah. in this um in this game i don't know if you saw his his page with the like the flash intro type thing um but I don't know if I got he's kind what's of, his name again his name's chowder man but he has a okay. band called cruncher with a k cruncher <laughs> okay. is his new his new band well, obviously obviously with and a k like that goes without question rock type thing he's yeah. trying to do now and um, oh yeah and so he Hot Dad though has recorded I I it's going to be almost like an album's worth of music now of like of this out of this guy's discography like from these fake albums that go back to the 80s and then like more recent sort of more butt rock sounding songs and it's so good like like he really put himself in this this guy's shoes <laughs> It is so good. You can just like hear him wearing his like flame button up shirt while he's in a hat and like top hat or whatever it is while he's singing. It's so good. But so Hot Dad did uh, probably about 20% of the music. And then we had a a fake prog band 
uh, from the 70s recorded by Chris Schlarb, who did the Dropsy soundtrack. So he got musicians in a studio and they recorded as if it was the 70s. And so that that's also in there. There's a lot of guest guest musicians. Well, the music is fantastic. It's really great. So, um, yeah, that's cool. Well, uh, Jay, we always like to get a little bit more personal. We've had you on, we had you on the Game Church podcast a long time ago, uh, which is kind of what this podcast evolved out of, but a lot of people will not have heard that podcast. So, uh, we definitely want to like give you a chance to share your story, where you come from and, and kind of what you're about and stuff. So, um, yeah, where did you grow up? Cause you're in Germany now, but you didn't grow up there. Yeah, I grew up in central Florida in Polk County. Um, it's sort of, if you draw a line in between Tampa and Orlando uh, and like right in the middle sort of there is where I'm from. And what what's that like? Cause I've heard people talk about how weird Florida is like, like there's Florida man, <laughs> a Florida man. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Florida is weird. Isn't that like a subreddit or something or it's like a, yeah. it's a yeah, Twitter. It's- I think there's a Twitter that's called like Florida Man or whatever. Yeah, they 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 take any news article that says Florida Man was caught oh, naked right. eating someone's face off or whatever, and then they make it kind of like a yeah. bad superhero or something. All these things he's doing. So, or I guess a super villain would be what you would call that. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, so Florida is weird because um, people think. Well, first of all, a thing about growing up in Florida. I don't know if this is me. It's probably me being a nerd, but like, I don't like the beach. Like, it's not fun. Don't want to go to any beaches. Not (laughs) good. Just stay away from a beach if you want to go somewhere with me. Um, That's a byproduct. (laughs) But so, but we were pretty far from beaches. To you, like boring to to sit around the beach, or it's not. It's partially like I we've done it quite a bit but partially like me just I, yeah i don't know how much of it is me being a wanting to be a shut-in and not go to a sunny <laughs> outdoors place and how much of it is me because i like camping in the woods i just don't like the beach so um i don't know it might just be when you have like a church trip or when you have like some kind of field trip or just any kind of anything the beach is pretty easy and inexpensive so a little sick of the beach um but i'm not from near one i think we were about maybe the quickest beach to get to is probably about two two and a half hours away because we're just like i said right in the middle of florida so um, I'm from like the swampy, redneck, gooey, sweaty middle, yeah. middle part. Um, you fit right we, in. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, my parents were from Chicago and New Jersey. And uh, they, my dad's family in the 70s bought into this sort of big Florida, it's a paradise promotional <laughs> thing. And then they moved yeah. down there. <laughs> and got stuck and then um and so uh they're pretty well florida e but my mom and her side of the family i don't find them to be super florida e 
and I don't even know what that is, but it's a it's a yeah, thing. I, was, I couldn't define it for you, but yeah, because I was gonna say like you hear people say certain parts of Florida are like are basically like New England, and then certain parts of Florida are like uh, Midwestern and and so on, and then like some parts of it are very Southern. I think know? closer to the oh, farther away from the coast that you get, and from bigger cities, of course. I guess like anywhere, the more rural and maybe generally less educated it is not that everyone's dumb but that college people people with degrees move away you know to go to other places so so it's um i mean i guess that might be like everywhere but i think i guess it does affect the culture though because like you know at my school most people Maybe not most people, but a good a good portion of them had su- real thick like southern accents. But you and don't. I've been to places where just that's not a thing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So where your but your parents are not from from there, I guess. So maybe that's part of why you didn't. Get yeah, that. I think that that's a big part of that. Then what do your parents do? Are they still around? I'm trying Sorry. to remember. Yeah, yeah, they're around. Um, <laughs> um, my mom drives a charter bus. Uh, she used to be a school bus driver and now she drives, uh, one of those buses where you go, you take kids to field trips or whatever, and it's like air conditioned and stuff. And, um, and then it's a little bit of an upgrade from a school bus. It's an upgrade. (laughs) I think it pays more too. And then my dad, uh, gosh, I don't, he was delivering donuts for a while and before like to, um, like seven elevens and gas stations in the middle of the night it was like an overnight thing and then he moved on from that which i was happy about because he does music at church and he was doing this thing where he was like working overnight and then on the weekends he would try to switch his schedule and then sleep at night so he could do play bass in the music team at church on sunday morning and i think that was really bad for you to do that but now he he does something where he delivers like construction materials or to house projects or something i don't know but yeah that's my long answer to that question he's listening to this right now angry that you're getting his yeah he's like (laughs) (laughs) i I worked for you he's no son of mine (laughs) no uh that's cool so are you what was your you said your dad played in the church and stuff so you grew up in a church was it your dad that kind of did he, he help you develop a love for music? How did you get into that? I think so. Um, I think the music thing started. My sister was the first person to get super into music. Um, and I think the first song I remember getting super stuck in my head. And my dad worked long hours when I was a kid. So like he he wasn't able too much to impart the music thing to me then. And we had pretty strict like have to listen to Christian stuff rules. But I remember the, like for a period, but I remember the um, first song I got super stuck in my head was like the song after Notorious B.I.G. died that Puff Daddy did, like, I'll be missing you. Yeah. I don't know. Well, uh-huh. That song, like. <laughs> with like the. the Speaking of the 90s. The sting, the sting backdrop to it. The, the Yeah. Every move you yeah. make, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my that gosh! Song, I would. I don't know why I went bonkers over it though, and like I bought the cassette tape and listened to just that song over and over, and that was that was my first like 
like I don't know what was I 11 or 10 or something like that and then um then after that I just weirdly I got into rap um it so rap was kind of the first thing I listened to a lot and a lot of hiding that from like my my parents because some of it had swears in it and then <laughs> and then and what then, were you into like, two, what were you into back then do you uh what do you oh what we like um i like some buster rhymes and i liked eminem because he was new um and that stan song i guess and then right around that time though um like maybe two or three years later when i was 13 or 14 then i then me and my sister both got into like corn and like lincoln park and uh, like new metal stuff like that yeah. which explains that back Zane's... then was <laughs> yeah that's Zane yeah. for sure in the game it's funny like i used to be into some of that stuff too and then i'll listen to it every now and then like i listened to lincoln park the other day and i was like oh my gosh i can't i just can't do it i can't do it anymore i really can yeah. like it i can like it still like i'll, yeah. I'll just put it on sometimes <laughs> it's lincoln park in particular and uh, a band i really still like their music is system of a down like maybe some of the lyrics are a little and all those bands, the lyrics are kind of not, don't hold up real well, but like System of a Down, I still like their music. Um, and, but, um, and then at that point, I was immediately like, rap is so stupid. You can't spell crap without rap. And like, you know, and then <laughs> at the same time, whoa, sick. Wow. Yeah. And at the same time, like, I started hating Pokemon, whereas like months before that, I was loving rap and I was loving Pokemon. And then it just took me like a couple of weeks to be like, Pokemon's for babies. Pokemon sucks. If you like Pokemon, you're stupid. Yeah, it's just and teenage, also rap, teenage hormones. Rap is what so can you do? dumb. And then, uh, yeah. And then, but the real music, God, I'm taking forever with these questions. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you're good, man. It's great, man. We're going on a nostalgia yeah. trip here. I'm enjoying it. The real music thing, though, was I think probably Pink Floyd, maybe like yeah. um, that was What's when your I got. Album? Super mm, well, the the first one I got into was I think the first song was "Shine on You Crazy Diamond" that oh, I man, that I started great. listening to a lot by them, and then Some I got end. into, of course, "Dark Side of the Moon," and then "Metal Echoes." Echoes was like the big song when i was like 17 or 18 and then that opened up everything else like all the rest of prog rock and then all the weird jazz free jazz just it went it was a big rabbit hole and then i was like a bat uh, an awful snob for a long time about like this even though a lot of people would make fun of that kind of music really anytime you see an article about like prog rock it's like why do people like this nerdy white people music? It's so lame. But yeah. And then that's how it started though. I think Pink Floyd probably started it all with my <laughs> getting Pink into Floyd like was... wanting to yeah. yeah. Pink Floyd is the was the like first step for you to begin like experimenting with chiptunes and all kinds of things. That's what yeah. started you down that path. That's what that's made cool. me want to make music. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Pink Floyd has some great albums. I love. I still love Dark Side of the Moon. It's a fantastic. Yeah, it's album. a good album. Yeah. yeah. Um, we. Uh, I remember I had a teacher in college for like in a music a music appreciation class who had mm -hmm. us watch The Wizard of Oz while we listened to Dark Side <laughs> of the Moon. Oh yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. that's just so much fun. 
Did it um, work? I mean, there's a lot of weird things that sync up that are pretty like. Fun. I think your brain makes it work, yeah. whether they did made oh, it to or sure. not. It, it. I did that too, just on my own. Yeah, and I felt like it worked. But my favorite, part I think is... it was, was my brain. Yeah, it is. There's. It's probably is just our brains, but there is that part where um, you know how it switches to color, the the film. Yeah, when that's when they true. get to the the yellow brick road. Well, like it switches to color right on the cash register sound in Money. You know so that change. iconic, that iconic yeah. Pink Floyd song Money. Um, like yeah. you hear that ching, and then it goes to color, and then it so looks like the Munchkins are dancing to that song, like as they hop down the yellow brick <laughs> road. It's so yeah. good. It's yeah, it's worth doing, even even if it's not true. That they had anything, that they did anything deliberate with that, it's still fun to watch. Every time uh, something like this comes up, because I have a memory of downloading overnight for, I think, three nights um, of a version of Wizard of Oz um, with that album superimposed on it. And um, because at the time I didn't know how to do that myself. So I just downloaded it on one of these file sharing things. And it took me yeah. three nights because I was on dial up. And so like <laughs> everything goes That's back true. to this stupid like internet oh thing gosh. for me, I guess. And now I want to do this in the game though, because we do have our fake prog band with like a 10 minute song or whatever. Uh, so like oh, I yeah. need to like get some like film to see. This is the problem with this game. Because you can do anything, and it's the internet, you know, so you can just justify it. Yeah. Oh, that would exist in real life. Yeah. So it should be in my game or whatever. That's right. I feel like anybody that's, like, younger than 28 and listens to this podcast, they're going to miss (laughs) 85% of what we're talking about. Sorry. Yeah, they missed the golden days of the internet. Sorry, it's over. You missed it. Um, Yeah. Sucks to suck. (laughs) But, Hopefully uh, this will be accessible to people who <laughs> don't even remember any of that. But I think it will be. Hey, I don't care what they think. I'm having a great time. No. So, I mean, my game. But... <laughs> so you grew up in the church, and apparently, I'm guessing it was kind of like a conservative church because you mentioned not being able to listen to some like you had to hide your rap albums from your parents. Yeah, um, it wasn't so which much they the also church. Might get mad at you as they listen to this if they hear this. If they, we didn't know about those rap albums. We didn't know you were listening to Busta Rhymes. <laughs> it's no son of mine. I didn't have albums, uh, but I, I did uh, find ways to record tapes from the radio and record uh, and get and eventually burn CDs and stuff like that. And uh, and I think it was more just no swearing and yeah. sexual references thing and uh-huh. not... Like we jumped around churches uh, a lot, like all kinds of different churches when I was younger. And I think when I was 17, we started going back to the church my dad uh, became a Christian in uh, in the 70s. And so we started going back there when I was 17 or so. And then um, weirdly, like even though it's a pretty conservative church, like both politically and theologically, uh, my dad was pretty relaxed like he was he he would trust us to make like good decisions with our media after you know we were 17 or 18 unless it was something you know super profane like Like he he doesn't want stuff 
Yeah, he doesn't want stuff. Pl- oh, squishers! Did no, you I'm say kidding. that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, okay. He doesn't want stuff like playing in his house. That's like profane, sure. just out loud. Just he would he wouldn't be cool with that. But like in terms of like he he trusts us. Like yeah, yeah. Me and my sister to like that's good. Police ourselves, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you grew up as a Christian. You were mm-hmm. like you you came, became a Christian at a young age, I assume. Yeah, I think there were many times of me becoming a Christian. Okay. Because I would go to a lot of these events and then I would doubt that I was really a Christian and yeah. I had really sold out to Christ. And then I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be I like, remember I'm giving you everything now. Yeah, and then like... Sold, sold out spelled S-O-U-L-E-D. <laughs> sold out. Yeah. yeah, and so it's hard to say when I became a christian yeah because like i was just raised in it and i went to a hundred events where i you know gave my life back to the back to god even though i was just a little kid who wasn't doing anything wrong (laughs) yeah it makes you feel like a big bad backslider like even though you're just a little kid (laughs) (laughs) yeah isn't that interesting i remember those type of events too like um yeah i mean i really hadn't you know, done. I mean, I hadn't lived lived a pretty sheltered life if I if if I'm honest with myself. But I remember going to those events and thinking like, "Oh man, I'm I'm a horrible person." <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I need to like get my life right with God. Not that there's not some truth to that, right? But yeah, it's just it's just interesting how like the psychology of it I find interesting now as I look back on it and how that's like. Like some of that still, pre- like I think I've, my my understanding of the gospel has really changed a lot since those days. Like, but uh, and how I understand the gospel to be good news in particular, but uh, but a lot of stuff just it still sticks with you. Do you feel that way? Like, or what? Yeah. I guess I haven't asked you. Like, where are you at now? I mean, you're still a Christian, right? Um, yeah, I I feel like a little a, bl- a little bit of that's healthy, probably. Like, sure. Yeah. Always always being conscious of like your state i guess or whatever but not not always worrying about if you're unsaved or something like that that's that's bad i think but yeah yeah i'm a christian uh i'm not i don't know what to it's a real complicated like question in terms of like any being any more specific than i'm a christian because like so many things like with terms that I would maybe call myself at one point where maybe I I'm just I'm definitely a Christian and I believe in like the Trinity and I believe that in salvation through Jesus Christ um but any more specific classification or like denomination i don't think i have any kind of association with any anything like that anymore other than just being a christian i guess yeah there's this story in the bible with jesus and he heals this blind guy it's one of the times where he like spits in mud and rubs it in the dude's (laughs) eyes and then he can see I think it's John chapter nine. You know, the Pharisees, like these guys that are trying to constantly like trap Jesus and kill him because he's challenging their power structure. They bring this blind dude in and start interrogating him and asking him about this whole situation. 
and they're just grilling him about like, who's this Jesus dude? Who's this Jesus dude? Like, who's he say he is? And basically the guy responds. He's like, look, I don't know who he is. And if he is who he says he is, all I know is that I was blind and now I can see. Yeah, right. And like that just always resonates so much with me because there's just so many questions and so much mystery and so much things like who freaking knows. But like, look, I was blind and now I can see. And that's about as much as I've got, you know? Yeah, right. I think you all need to get more of your ducks in a row, um, personally. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I I, I resonate with that. I understand. Um, Yeah. So uh, how does, like, how does your faith inform the work that you do? Because we've talked about that a little bit on this podcast before, even, like, when you were on the Game Church podcast and about how, you know, Dropsy is kind of rooted in this idea of, the value of loving your neighbor. I yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I I could not make a thing, and especially not a thing that takes me two to four years to make, and then it just not say something meaningful that could possibly like mm, help people <laughs> or point them towards God, to be more specific, really, and like um. It definitely like it. It has to like inform what I'm doing, or else I feel I'll feel really I'll get really depressed and feel like I'm wasting my time. I think the points in projects where I'm lowest or or where I have the most motivation problems is where I'm thinking like maybe I'm having a little a minor crisis where I'm thinking like okay I've put all this work into this thing and maybe like how now like how how is this supposed to actually be good or do something good or be beneficial to someone. Um, and especially like, I mean, there's chunks of chunks of this game that are just like, I mean, I think as a whole, I want it to work together to say something that points to God and something that's very life affirming. Um, but um, when you separate it into individual chunks and just look at them separately, it doesn't maybe look like that. Like, um, and maybe the same with dropsy. Like people from my church back in Florida, when they'd ask about dropsy, it was so hard to like, um, I immediately felt like I had, yeah, I immediately felt like I had to start like qualifying and like, like, um, like, and it wasn't their fault, I guess either. It's just, we talked about that on the, on the first podcast that we did with you back for game church. You talked about how difficult it was to to explain it to them like they didn't get it and they didn't understand why you would make a video game about a, a misunderstood clown <laughs> you know yeah and like, i don't want to speak that for all of the gospel yeah yeah it's it's it, it's all weird and it's and it's you know there's some metaphor in dropsy of course but like it's not on the level of a narnia thing or something either so when you're in this culture where like and of course i'm not speaking for everyone at my church or even most people or anything this is probably more just um what i wrestle with when i'm trying to prepare to talk to them you know like but because i've just know the theology and i've been there a lot but like um you know in in christian culture like where i come from culturally like message is always way 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 like clarity of message where if you don't have an event with like a altar call where people can have a chance to to um accept jesus at the end by the end of the event because 
they this may be they may get in a car accident when they go home or whatever like like that kind of thing um makes it really hard to explain this because they're to anyone in a way that they would find acceptable i think um maybe you know some of them would be okay with it but i think there would be a feeling that i'm not actually doing good or doing enough um to help people get to know god or whatever um and I don't agree, but that's and of course that's that's could be a little bit of a straw man thing that you know I'm that I'm just wrestling with in my own brain, and the reality might be a little bit nicer. But yeah, I think that's a pretty big deal within Christian culture of like, uh, how did you just say it? Like the I I the word I use is agenda. You know, yeah. like we're we always have to make sure the agenda is like front and center and very on the nose and very, you know, nuance be damned, basically. And I think that Christians, at least stereotypically, um, have a hard time with that. You know, I mean, all you have to do is look at the like, quote, Christian movies yeah. <laughs> that come out that are like in theaters, you know, like the main ones and they're pan. I mean, they know who their audience is, and so it's interesting though because um, there's, um, yeah, I think some of those movies are like financially successful. Like I don't really, oh, I don't really definitely. care for them that much. But, um, but like, I mean, isn't are. there like a God's Not Dead three coming out or something? Like a third yeah. one of that? It might have it already, already come, come out. out. Anyway. I don't know. So clearly, there's like a market for that. Um, yeah. Yeah, video. Yeah, games. the movies like. Oh yeah. Uh, I was just gonna say like video games are a bigger business than movies, but there's there's not really an audience for preachy video games. You know what I mean? Like like to me those are kind of agenda based, very preachy kind of movies. Um, but there's not that same audience for. And I think like to me, you Jay are one of the. <clears throat> like success stories i think of a christian of, of a game like because to me dropsy is a very christian game like i know you wouldn't call it that and or probably like and never like marketed it that way but i think like i think the message of it very much resonates with like the values of jesus in a way if that makes sense um, yeah i mean that was very you know on purpose so um i don't think you would be wrong and classifying it as but one of the things yeah and one of the things that i love about it is that it 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 manages to have that message that's very much about like loving your neighbor and very much about trying to understand your neighbor and loving even your enemies which like i mean it's straight out of the sermon on the mount right but um yeah Yeah. it it's presented in a way that's not like like i don't think anyone thought of it as a christian game really and i think uh, most people who played it and enjoyed it probably um didn't like feel preached at you know and felt like they played they yeah just played like a fun a fun really unique game you know yeah the 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 ending you know probably the most like on the nose thing and it was like it kind of wasn't on purpose even though it looks like it super was and i'm just trying to still not to spoil for people who haven't played but like um 
so we had a few Steam reviews that were like, is this a Jesus thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, a uh, couple gotcha. people guessed it, um, but they weren't necessarily mad or something. If anything, they the only complaints I had was that it felt um, like it all happened too quickly towards the end. And I think I would agree with that. We could we should have, uh, you know, if we had more time, it would have been a little more better fleshed out. But yeah, in terms of like, like to go to talk to speak to all of this, like um, the movies and games and everything like um, uh, to call, you know, th- this is a, this is like decades old conversation, I guess, about calling th- a thing Christian, because like the when you mentioned like God's not dead, like these movies are like for th- a very particular christian market and they're 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 not they're like they're like they're like um bait or i don't know not bait maybe that's real cynical but they know their market and their market Mm -hmm. is other christians who are like who are going to be like yeah they're like we preaching to the choir we got to go support this christian movie that's weird you know voting with the wallet and and hollywood we're, you know, I don't know. It's real important to go support your tribe or whatever mm-hmm. and go go show that you support this Christian movie. It's your brothers and sisters. They, It's a Christian movie. And like and it's not for, in my opinion, non-Christians, like because like if you I think if non-Christians watch those movies, they don't do a real good. And I say those movies, meaning God's not dead in particular, because I don't want to speak to all of them. I think some of them are like maybe they're cheesy and like have low production values and maybe like the message is a little ham fistedly stuck in there. But I think some of them are just kind of innocuous or like, you know, they have a good heart to them or whatever. But like the the God's not dead ones are I feel like are so cynical because like you got just this list of cameos of like famous Christian you know, music celebrities and who Kirk Cameron or every, all these people. And then, so you see this list of trusted Christian names and then you got to go support them. So, so, so I'm trying to make games like maybe, maybe it's almost a reactionary thing in a way, because I'm trying to make some media that's like informed by Christianity in a very, clear like that's another thing like i don't want to be vague like i don't like that either where like it kind of bugs me in a way where like someone is kind of wink wink you know they're kind of a christian and they are like and i mean they can do whatever they want creatively i don't think they're doing anything wrong but i really like want someone who is doing something interesting and risky maybe creatively or not super marketable but also just will just be really clear and upfront about like you know like for example i have you heard sun lux no. uh he's a musician um, oh yeah 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 okay yes sun lux i like his music um, and maybe to a lesser extent, like the associated acts, like maybe Sufjan's pretty clear sometimes, but, um, 
But like these guys, like I really like their music and I can, I know when they're talking about some theological stuff in there, but it doesn't scratch the itch enough for me. Like I, I really want them to like, just uh, be a little more out with it, you know, sometimes. And so, so it's a weird balance though, because like, uh, there's a group soul junk who I really like. Um, and Danielson is also like this, but some of these bands are both very, very creative and very like, um, inaccessible, I guess, like soul junk and Danielson took me many, many lessons to start to like their music, but now I love it. But like, but also very, very blunt. And you know that they're Christians and they're and half handed cloud also is a good example of this in the music world. And so like, I want to be the game version of that, maybe, because like you said, I don't think there's there's a market at all for like really like up your butt, like Christian games. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, people make them. You could create a studio and call it up your butt Christian games. (laughs) I dare you. Dare you. Maybe not the most tactful (laughs) word choice for me, but. Hey, you said it, man. It's the title of this podcast. (laughs) <laughs> Christian games. <laughs> no, but I, I appreciate what you're saying because um, I think like yeah. with some of those, part of why it's difficult for me to like, it's possible that some of those movies are not as bad. Like probably not God's Not Dead. That's probably not very good. Like period. Yeah. But <laughs> some of the Christian movies that come out that that they're probably not as bad as I think they are. I don't ever go watch them, so I don't yeah. know. But um, I think part of what irritates me is that it feels like you have to buy into the whole the whole thing to participate in it like and and it's like this whole culture that comes with it of like we're christians and we do christian things and we go to christian places and we talk to christian people and yeah. we we have our own christian media and stuff and it just i just don't buy it as like how jesus wants us to live in the world you know yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And and so, like I I just love the idea of what you're trying to do, and in kind of in response to that. Now, I, and all that to say, like I might be being completely unfair to these people. I want to, like you would, with the way you you write characters in your games. I want to see all sides of it, and like see them as real people, and like yeah. you know, value them, and and try to have some appreciation for what they're doing. Um, but uh, but I love that you're trying to make something that's explicitly, in a way, like explicitly has the flavor of Jesus in it, but yeah, <laughs> is, but is but doesn't come with all the baggage, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, I guess it's the old thing everyone says when they make things, but it's just you're making something that you you would want to play and like yeah, like if I if I came across a thing where I knew it was informed by Christianity and uh, like, I I don't know. I'd just be so excited to like get in there and like look at all the, what, what the heck they're doing in there, you know, (laughs) what they put in there and stuff. Um, But, um, and I think um, also in terms of like, yeah, I, I, I guess that that's such a big topic because some people like it's very much explicitly, 
it's weird because it's pointed at other Christians and other Christians are who buy it. And like, it's like, rah, rah, like the atheists have lost and like they're <laughs> right. dumb. And, yeah. and, and then like, yeah. but that's, I guess who, 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 the kind of people who might need to see it the most, if like you're, if you're doing it for evangelical purposes or like for like to, to, to spread. Yeah. Uh, or yeah evangelistic sorry oh my god it, or like to spread the uh you can copy and paste your your work you're saying it right over my uh, uh not saying it, <laughs> there so your go. voice cuts in for a minute anyway there we go uh, but um yeah like it's it's like it's almost trying to do two different things or something maybe and you know maybe it's 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 because like they know to make enough money on the darn thing to be able to keep going and and not shut down well it needs to be it needs to appeal to this group of people who buy things and a lot (laughs) but so maybe maybe and that almost in some weird like inverse way gets in the way of their message that they like to stick in there you know really bluntly and stuff but um yeah, so so it's a weird thing because like you know I my programmer is not a Christian and like um, uh, Nelson uh, Salavier Nelson uh, who is writing for Hypnospace he is a Christian too. Yeah. And we've talked you know about some of this, but I don't want to also um, I need to consider uh, you know everyone else on the team too because mm-hmm. I can't be all like. Yeah, totally normal game. Nothing. No, uh, none of that. <laughs> no Jesus you know, in here. None of that stuff. <laughs> and then under the radar, like, you know, it's a very Christian game, which maybe kind of doing a little bit, but like, mm-hmm. um, I don't think to the extent where they would be super uncomfortable with it or something. Yeah. It's just, I can't not. Like, it's just what informs how I sure make anything yeah. you know so just as we're talking about this like it's getting me thinking about this word like christian and i'm thinking about i don't, I don't know if it's paul that says it in the bible i forget but like christians will be known by their love or you know people will know you by your love right. and like we've so bastardized the word christian that it's not it's not synonymous with love like how cool would it be if that word actually meant that to where you make a game like Dropsy and it's about loving your neighbor and all these great qualities. And then people say like, oh, that must be a Christian game because it's about those things. You right. know what I mean? Like, not that it's a Christian game because it's Christian, but it's a Christian game because it's about things that Jesus was yeah. about, which was love and acceptance and hope and, and truth. I and think all, that's why all those cool I things. think my <laughs> programmer isn't like super like sometimes when I sneak some stuff in and he sees that, I don't think he cares because it, it that's. It's about the the stuff itself that Jesus said to do, and and um, in Dropsy it was like, you know, Christianity existed in it, but there's no text um, or anything, so there's not really a real way to explicitly reference anything unless I did unless I made like a picture Bible you could read in there or something. But in this game, um, Christianity, you know very much exists it's not such an alternate reality thing where there's you know fantasy and sci-fi elements and stuff i mean a little bit but not not so unrealistic like dropsy and so um it's a little different because 
in this game, I think traditional like Christian concepts like salvation and stuff are a thing in the world of this game. Whereas in Dropsy, like it's just like its own weird cartoony universe, you know? So it, it makes it a little more tricky to navigate because like I need to like accurately, in my opinion anyway, like portray a lot of these concepts and it's through a lot of imperfect communicators. Like there's, there's some uh, Christians who I think like uh, Christian characters in the game who are doing some, who are doing a good job at being Christians. <laughs> and then there's some who are maybe not as much. Um, so hopefully by, you know, like I said, the, when you look at the whole picture and the things that happen in the game, it you uh, come away with something good. And like what you're saying, um, um, I think that's like the point, though. And like even just even just as far as to like maybe if I make a thing that's not cynical and is sweet and makes someone think about like uh, these concepts and think and and maybe even like do Christ-like things and, or, or or think that those things would be good beneficial to do uh or maybe th think with empathy about other people and then if they you know you know as a way to justify it for you know uh the purposes of the gospel like um if they just find out that christians made it or something you know like um then that's fine too like it doesn't need to have like a though like you said there is there is the uh the sinner's prayer and all that. You can <laughs> yeah. find that in the game. Yeah. Yep. Uh it's on a sort of a dorky person's website, but yeah. Yeah. Which I like that. Like I love that. I love that I found that there because um I think like and I you know, our culture does tend to stereotype Christians and sometimes deservedly so, like when you see a Christian character in a film or whatever, it's either like the Hellfire and Brimstone guy or it's like yeah. the political, um, the the hypocrite. You know, lately it's been the, yeah. the person who's a hypocrite because, you know, they're like someone like, who they, is secretly gay is like a big right. thing. Like like they're married yep. and they're secretly gay and they're Christian, I guess. Yeah, that's a big stereotype, too. So I like that you're like showing all sides of it here. Like there's definitely some kind of cringe worthy Christian characters in this game. Um, because that's a real thing. But then there's also yeah. people who are like just doing their best, like trying to live, trying to live it out, like be like Jesus. Um, yep. Because that's, that's kind of what we're trying to do with love thy nerd. Basically. So we're just, we're not always good at it, but we're just trying to like, love. I think you're like pretty Jesus good at does. it. So, well, thanks. Aw. Aw, shucks. Aww. <laughs> hey, the bit of a side note, but my wife and I just started watching Father Brown. No. Have you guys uh -uh. watched that? Shit. Okay. It's on Netflix. It was a, I think it's a BBC show, um, but it's about this Catholic priest who solves murders. So it's like this whodunit uh -huh. kind of As thing. As most Catholic priests But what's do. really cool is... <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's really cool is that it's one of the first times I've seen a Christian like well represented yeah. 
or not just some stereotype sure. lame kind of thing. Yeah, um, right. I don't know. It's really, it's a really cool. I recommend it if you like whodunits. I mean, it's you know, it sounds like something it's I'd fun. like. But there are these like little moments. There's these little moments where he's interacting with people or saying things, and you're like, oh wow, that's uh-huh. that's cool. That, that sounds good. I'll have to check it out. Father Brown, Netflix. Um, Father Brown. The um, that makes me think of yeah, like <laughs> you you know if someone who is writing a Christian character has ever even hung out or met anyone who is a Christian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's yeah. just pretty obvious. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I guess maybe I'm reacting a little to, like, bad Christian media, but I'm also reacting to, like, bad portrayals of Christians. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like it. I dig it. Uh, so we're we're just about out of time here. Where when can people expect to see Hypnospace Outlaw? Hypnospace Outlaw. Hyperspace Hi- Cowboy. Hyperspace Cowboy is coming out. <laughs> um, I want to say uh, it was early 2019. So <laughs> it sucks because our trailers are like 2018, and now we're starting to get like <laughs> tweets and messages like, um, yeah. when in this yeah, it's year? Fine. <laughs> But um, so yeah, real early gamers next never year. do that. I don't mm-hmm. know what you're talking about. Oh gamers no, they don't do that. Stuff like that. No. Yeah. Nope. Right, no complaints. Yeah. They're great. <laughs> um, uh, Steam. Yeah, it'll be Steam, uh, GOG, and we're looking and uh, Mac and PC right now, and we're working on Linux, but uh, we're having some problems. Um, and I think those should should be resolved so linux should be okay might be out a little later so uh gog steam and then you know we got some competition with these new stores happening so we're gonna look into those two so maybe we'll be on one of those oh epic yeah, right epic, epic or um the discord thing or who knows yeah something mm, but definitely crazy. steam or gog and itch i think we'll be on itch.io cool so. yeah yep great well i would wholeheartedly recommend our listeners to go check it out when it comes out. Um, I've been having a blast with the uh, preview build that you sent. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's really, really unique. Like I said before, I just found myself giggling most of the time at how like, uh, j- just how well designed it is, I think, um, of an experience. And it's not your typical like game experience either where you have to be really good at video games necessarily. Um, or even like really good at solving puzzles. I think Dropsy had some hard puzzles in it. Like they mm-hmm. stumped me at times. This so far anyway is, uh, like the puzzles are all really intuitive. It's like, you don't have to have a video game mind necessarily to do it, which I, I appreciate. It feels really accessible. Yeah, we're keeping it real pretty light and there are the puzzles that take more, thinking (laughs) for lack of a better way of expressing it those are not necessary to finishing the game they unlock like you'll find some interesting little hidden communities or whatever if you pursue those i like that yeah that's great that's cool well thanks so much jay for coming on this was great yeah thanks for having me yeah yeah i really enjoyed chatting with you and um where can people find you on the internet um, I am at J Tolan or Tholen, however you want to say it. So T H O L E N uh, on Twitter. How are you supposed to say it? Uh, well, 
it's a family weird thing where some of them say Tholen oh. and some of them say Tolan. I think it's supposed to be Tolan because it's from the Netherlands, I think, and they would they don't wow. have a they don't okay. have a th sound, so it would be Tolan. But um, you tell people Tholen like when you introduce yourself, right? Or do you say Tolan? It's you should just change it up every I do, time. Kinda, cause some, <laughs> cause like when I grew up, I said Tholen. Just keep us guessing. And then the past couple yeah. years, I'm like, mm, I should really just say Tholen, cause I'm gonna be living in Germany and probably, well, definitely gonna have kids here at some point, and I don't want people to like repeat their name back to them a hundred times. I just want it to be easy for them. So Let, let's go with Tholen. Tell okay. everyone Tholen. Tholen, it is. Yeah, I like it. Unique. got it uh more unique i feel like um and then uh, we had one last question we never asked you this and i just realized i want to know how did you end up in germany did we talk about that i don't know but um <laughs> i wasn't calling you but i don't know but um anyway <laughs> i i um so when my sister was in high school she made a friend who was an exchange student from germany and then yeah. she was she ended up hanging out with her a lot, yada yada yada. We talked on the internet, blah blah blah. Yada yada the best part. Oh, my wife said you yada yada the best part. <laughs> um, <laughs> can hear her yelling in the yeah, background. Wait, what? Do you just want to get her? Here. She can tell the story. Just get her on here. What's the best part? No, that's a Seinfeld quote. She yada yada the best part. Oh, it's a, she was saying uh, a Seinfeld quote. Okay. Because that's where Yada Yada's from. Oh, anyway. oh, sorry. I thought, okay. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> then uh, wow. we, we uh, and, one and that's one of the another. things I think I liked about her is like she, she watched Seinfeld at our house when she came over and uh-huh. she started mm-hmm. quoting it a lot. And I wasn't interested in that way in her yet because that would have been weird. She doesn't believe that. <laughs> but because the age difference, like we're five and a half years yeah different and um well that's me and my wife too okay and um and so um yeah then we talked online and uh i ended up moving here because she's a she was a medical student now she's a doctor Woo! Uh, and um i just work in my room and so it was an easy decision (laughs) where to go and I like it yeah. here. It's really yeah. nice and clean and not as expensive. Germany's cool. Because I don't have a car to deal with that breaks. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. How's your German? Nicht so gut. <laughs> Do you work on it? Do you like act- actively try to learn? Mm, not yet. Like, I got to finish this game. And then I did a two-month sort of class. And um, yeah, <laughs> it was bad. Like, I... I couldn't, it was too much to work on a game for a long time and learn this language. So after Hypnospace, I'm going to take like a, I think seven or eight months of a class, like back to back, like an intensive okay. class. Nice. And learn then, but I'm real bad. I just sit in my room all day. Sometimes I go to the grocery store. The only thing I say is nay, danke, or nine, danke, because they're like, do you need a receipt? I don't even know how you say that. But I know that's the only thing that the grocery store people will say to you is, do you need their receipt? Yeah, so I'm just great. like, nine danke. Nine and danke. then I leave. It's kind of make it hard, too, because, I mean, at least 
the limited experience I have in Germany, like everyone speaks yeah, English. Yeah, like so at like, the local bakery, <laughs> it makes it a little harder because you can already communicate. That's that is a thing too. There's articles about it too. Like, like Americans especially are bad with this, and people from the UK because you just go anywhere and like as soon as they hear you talking with an American or a British accent or whatever, it's like. Yes, sir. What would you like, or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Speak better English yeah, than we do. I think my wife is better at English than me. Well, cool. Well, thanks, Jay, so much for coming on. This has been been awesome. Uh, be sure to yeah. go check out lovethynerd.com for great articles and information. I imagine we'll have a review of Hypnospace Outlaw pretty soon, uh, before too long mm-hmm. here. Cool. Um, and uh, what else? Follow our other podcasts. Oh, hey, we didn't really uh, mention that that jay made the music for our podcast we, we oh yeah too our intro yeah. and our outro yep jay is yeah okay, we just did it cool i did the music, music. you're yep. welcome <laughs> yeah yeah Good it was job. really cool we were planning this podcast and i just emailed jay and i was like hey would you uh could would you give us like some of your music <laughs> and you and you did it was awesome <laughs> so thanks man it's been uh yeah kind thanks, problem Dave. yeah so uh Ooh. yeah we have three other we have three other okay. podcasts. Go check those out. Uh, not three other, two other podcasts. There's Free Play and The Pull List, which is our new comic book podcast. Um, follow us on all the social medias at Love Thy Nerd. If you have questions that you'd like uh, to ask to ask uh, about this podcast or anything about Love Thy Nerd, you can send them to me or Chris. Just Drew at Love Thy Nerd or Chris at Love Thy Nerd um, I think that's about it. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm Drew 82 Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.